Hello, welcome to another episode of Hope with Danny, a podcast dedicated to inspire listeners everywhere with weekly stories and personal testimonies from our wide range of guests. I'm your host, Danny Daniel, and thank you for listening. Today, I really have somebody that uh, I admire because he plays on the University of Georgia football team. He's number 19, he's Adam Anderson, and he's been a great player for Georgia, but it didn't always start that way. He's going to tell his story and put us in a position to know what number 19 means on the University of Georgia football team. Adam Anderson, let's start out with uh, maybe a little bit more of your childhood and and how you got to be a UGA player and uh, just tell us whatever you want to tell us. Uh, I understand that maybe in your childhood you moved a couple of times. Is that right? Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate that. I moved four times in Augusta and four times in Athens, so I know what it's like to move. When you say you moved, uh, you moved because of what? Uh, fi- basically, just more just financial wise, and just like uh, I say, like two of our houses like was uh, have been caught on fire as well. So just dealing with that situation. Well, uh, Adam, I I didn't move because of a house fire. Uh, so that makes a move uh, more necessity, more of a necessity. But at the same time, it certainly is bittersweet. Uh, when you moved, um, that makes everybody unstable because you've got to look forward to the future with a positive attitude. Uh, so you had other difficulties, I think, there. Uh, maybe there was a bankruptcy involved in your parents. Is that true? Uh, yes, sir. Okay. Uh, just going through that situation, just the fact that just when you just see, like, your mom and them struggling, and the fact of, like, you can't really do much at that time because you're just young, and it's just, like, having to pin on, like, because at one point we went from basically staying in my mom's house to, at that point, staying with my grandmother at one point for a little bit till she can get back on her foot again. So going through that situation was pretty tough. Well, it's very difficult because it affects the whole family. Uh, you know, you you didn't cause a bankruptcy, and certainly your sister didn't, but y'all mm-hmm. are affected by it, and uh, that's not fun, uh, but yet you made it through it. Yes, sir. Uh, well, when you're coming along in school, uh, is it not true that, uh, is it your brother that was deaf? Uh, is that true? Uh- uh, yes, sir. So actually, my brother had lost his hearing when he was one. So like, just having to learn of like now is like you have to put your foot in like another person's foot as well because like people don't understand like once once there's like a disability in the family, it's like everybody had to get all on the same board because like I don't know you always got to be supportive of each other. And I feel like you know my brother being deaf was also like a I don't know, a big key point around my life, really. It showed me a lot. And just made me, like, you know, learning sign language. Like, not many people can say they can, you know, uh, learn sign language and be, like, kind of fluent with it now. Well, I wouldn't guess that only 1% of Americans know anything about sign language because they didn't have a deaf brother, a deaf mm-hmm. brother. And uh, But what you did is you tried, even as an infant in his situation, you tried to walk in his shoes. You tried to support him. And that's all about a family is support, I think. And you went the second mile to be able to communicate with him and really make his life better. True? Yes, sir. Uh, which which I admire you uh, for that. Uh, then you moved on along. And uh, when uh, you went to high school, and I understand mm-hmm. you're a pretty darn good player, football player in high school. Is that right? 
Uh, I see so. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I tell people all the time, if you don't believe in yourself, who can you believe in? And the reason that you went to the University of Georgia and made all these strides in athletics was because in spite of your childhood, in spite of the things that happened to you earlier, you believed in Adam. Yes, big, sir. Big, big time, big deal. Well, things are rolling along pretty good for you in high school, and then a tragic thing happened. Your sister died. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Uh, and, and I bet you all were close. Were you pretty close? Yeah, no. She was either the fact that she was only just one year older than me, she was more just like she was like a twin, like somebody that I was just like very comfortable with for majority of the time. <laughs> well, I can appreciate that. Uh we had a first child, his boy, a second child's a boy, and then waited about twelve years from the first child to have another boy. And that was fine. I didn't really order any girls because I didn't know what to do with them. And it worked out just fine for me. But uh, the thing about the oldest, who's 12 years older than the youngest, is they look like twins. And you'll go into a grocery store and people say, are y'all twins? It's got to be such a, an event that they just, yeah, they just agree with it. Uh, but uh, I, I can understand uh, from a far shadow what uh, twins are like. And actually, you count on each other, don't you? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. And, and and she supported you, and you supported her. Uh, so when she passed on, and this happens a lot, uh, we're not guaranteed but what one day at a time, but when somebody passes on, our immediate reaction is to think of their passing on because they're not with you anymore. But our second reaction, I think, becomes, what's the memory of your system that you'll have forever? Um. I say my memory I keep forever is you don't ha you don't find too many supportive people that can like I don't know get after you when they see you doing like wrong or so or just like somebody that's gonna push you to know that you know better yourself that's always see a different view than other people see you well and I feel like I don't know having my sister around for so long she like she taught me lessons because not not only that she was just one year older than me it's like she had to grow up fast because of like the thing we all went together so it was like. When she was learning things, I was learning from her. So, like, it was just a, I don't know, the process of just having her around. And I don't know, I felt like losing her at first. I felt like at one point I just wanted, I felt like giving up because, like, it felt like an empty room. Like, there was nobody there really to, like, really talk to anymore like that at, a, like, a personal level. But it got to, I guess it got to one point that I was like, I got to do this for her. Like, I got to, you know see the success that she would want me to be in. So she ended up being an encourager, not only while she was with you, but after she left you, because she only left you momentarily. Mm -hmm. She taught you about a positive attitude. She supported you. She tried to teach you right from wrong, and you never lost that. Your sister was a positive support for you. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And she still, she still is. You know, the bond that a brother and brother have is great, but, you know, sometimes uh, a sister has more insight than a brother does. Uh, the brother just wants to get out and play football or baseball sometimes, but they don't give you as much insight in life. So I'm proud that you had that insight, and it carries on every day. All right, now you got you did get through high school. Uh, where did you go to high school? Uh, I went to high school in Rome, Georgia. So uh, I went to Rome High. 
Well, I know a little bit about Rome High School because have you ever heard of a prep school called Darlington? Yes, sir. About like, actually about like 10 minutes away from my actual house. <laughs> well, I was fortunate enough to get to go to Darlington, and I didn't really expect, uh, accept that nor respect that until I got to the University of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Found out I probably wouldn't be been able to get through Georgia if I hadn't had the undergirding and learning experience through Darlington. Now, we did play Rome High School. and Back then, we played them in football, and I was a wrestler, so I had to wrestle them, and it was some very tough competition. Uh, uh, and uh, I'm sure that you provided that on your on the football field. Yes, sir. Well, now let's figure this out. You uh, you never gave your sister's ideas away that you were going to excel in anything that you did. And you said, all right, now what can I do with this when I go to college? Were you on scholarship or scholarship to more than UGA or – or did you get scholarship from other schools besides Georgia? Uh, so by the end of my senior year, I ended up finishing out with basically 52 offers. And I came down between my top two with Georgia and Alabama. Thank and goodness you went to Georgia. Alabama doesn't <laughs> need any more help. Uh, you didn't say 52, did you? I did. Uh, I don't know of a player that I've ever known that had 52 offers because that really highlights and their, their ability to be great on their team. And it shows they needed you, man. Can, can we applaud that? And thank goodness out of 52, you chose Georgia and didn't go to Alabama, by the way. (laughs) Um, I I don't think they need any more help. Have you played against Alabama? Uh, Yes, sir. I actually played on, in the SC Championship, and I played on um, uh, this year as well in a regular season game. Well, I know that you did your part to try to beat them, but it just wasn't in the stars, was it? Uh, no, sir. Uh, we're going to beat them sooner or later, maybe next year when we go to the SEC again. And we will yes, go to the SEC again. Uh, well, I'm an avid fan. Uh, I, I, I was born and raised in Athens went to the University of Georgia. And I used to cry when Georgia would lose as an adult because it meant so much to me. Uh, so I'm with you all the way, and uh, I'm going to look for number 19 without a doubt when I see the next Georgia game, whether it's virtual or in person. I don't care. I'm going to look for number 19. What what position are you? Uh, so I play um, basically outside linebacker. So I play Jack and Sam. All right. Now, what does it mean to be an outside linebacker? To be an outside linebacker, I say outside linebacker, usually you're more athletic person, really. He's a combination between your DB and your D lineman. Now, wait a minute. Hold on now. A lot of people listening to this don't know what DB is. What is a DB? A DB is a defensive back. So basically like your safety, safety corner, uh, star position. More of your, like, smaller dudes, your faster, skinnier dudes, really. Now, wait a minute. I never heard that you were skinny. Uh, <laughs> how much do you uh, weigh? Uh, I weigh 238 right now. Yeah. Well, I, I don't want to see you in a deep, dark alley when you're mad at me. <laughs> that's for darn sure. But uh, would you say that's a standard height and weight for for a uh, outside lineback- linebacker? Um, It all depends on, like, 
basically your your frame wise and what you can really do. Because I mean, me coming in, I feel like I'm not as your I'm not your usual outside linebacker that can have the speed of a DB and like the strength of a D lineman most of the time. So, <laughs> but you you know how to hit somebody, right? Oh, yeah, as well. Uh, well, I tell you, without having a what is that thing when you hit them in the head and you get tossed tossed out of the game? Oh, uh, targeting. Targeting, yeah, yeah. Well, you you give them a kind hit when you hit them, <laughs> but you make sure they go down. I guess. Yes, sir. Uh, How about the form? <laughs> all right, now let me ask you this: If you had to pick one, and you started UGA in what year? Uh, twenty eighteen. 2018. So, you had a great career, a start of a career, and then a then something tragic happened to you. Your father died in 2020. Is that is that right? Yes, sir. All right. Let me tell you that I understand and have empathy for you, because the greatest loss in my life was the loss of my father, and I don't remember what age I was. I was really very young. And I grieved over that for three years because he was my best friend. Uh, I bet you can relate to that. Um, honestly, um, I'd say my experience was kind of like a little different, really. Um, I went from like basically, uh, so basically like growing up wise, it was just me, my mom and brothers and sister. And then like my granny as well. And just the fact that like at first it was just, I didn't really meet my actual father until I was probably my freshman year in high school or in eighth grade in middle school. So it was like just the fact that just meeting him so late and then trying to like build like a relationship because like a lot of people I say like are, you know, pretty blessed. If you can have your mom and dad in, in a lot of situations like I don't know. This is very helpful for like people growing up wise and just the fact that like just having to grow up and, you know, you have to learn how to be a man yourself and learning from like just people around you, like uncles and like other men figures around you and learning how to be like a great example. Because like at the end of the day, like not everybody had that opportunity to go through. And I felt like at one point that, um, it was just me trying to like build more bond with my father at this point because like I couldn't really go back and take over the time that like we didn't have. So like the time we did have, it was like just trying to uh, take care of that one. Well, it made a bigger man out of you faster than normal. Uh, you didn't even get to celebrate Father's Day for many, many years. Uh, mm-hmm. You didn't have the influence of a father. And, and maybe fortunately and many, many times, I, I think, Every family needs a father and a mother and some sisters or brothers. But the families that override that with a positive mental and physical and otherwise attitude really become pretty great people, and that's what you had to do. Yet your your father did, uh, we'll say, come on the scene or show up or you got to know him better when you were in high school. Is that right? Yes, sir. Uh, And then he became not only a member of your family, but somebody that could influence you positively. And that, that makes a, a, a big deal. So really you knew your father uh, more personally about what, three or four years. Mm-hmm. And uh, that can be enough knowing that he's your father to have uh, 
a relationship with him because every day counts. And it also is something that uh, when he passed on, you had some memories of him. What I mean is those four or five years were meaningful enough to have established a relationship with him so that we, when he passed on, you could still cherish those relationships. Oh, I mean, um, surely, like, me meeting my father was probably one of, like, the best thing for me because, like, even to this day, like, the people on, like, my dad's side as well, it's just, like, we all communicate with each other a lot as well, just checking up on each other. And, like, me and my dad's side also helped me, it helped me find myself in a lot of process ways. And it just, like, the interaction with, like, other people it helped me just, like, be more open and more felt like more welcome around a lot of people. Well, it, it allowed you to meet his side of the family better and more often, mm-hmm. uh, which is a big, big deal. Uh, and you probably got some great uncles and things like that that you benefited from. Uh, and I'm glad that you had the opportunity to really get to know him in a very special way. All right, now here's the deal, though. Nobody dies at the right time, right? Unless you're 92 years old in a nursing home, it could happen any minute. So when he died, it wasn't the best time in your life for that to happen in 2020. You'd only been in Georgia two years, and you had two more to go. Well, you chose to keep the ball rolling, uh, or you have chosen to do that, and to keep being your best. And I admire, again, you for for doing that. Well, if you uh, could say any one thing about the University of Georgia football program, much less the school, and we'll get to that in a minute. But what would you say about the football program at Uni- University of Georgia that's special? I say what's special about this school is very it's the environment. Like you is you don't get no better atmosphere from nowhere else. Like it. it's I don't know. It's just the people around here. Like just not even just why I say more about the people. The people I have met so far and have been nothing but like great great inspires and like it's very uplifting around here like people make sure that everybody's okay and it's i don't you know it's crazy because like it's it feels like more like a brotherhood but like between everybody else because like at the end of the day if i might not know you there's gonna be a time where somebody's gonna try to come approach you and like you know introduce yourself or at least try to uh, at least acknowledge themselves to you well i think the reason that's true is because not only when you put on that number 19 football jersey for UGA, but off the field as well. You feel like that it's wonderful, the people you meet and the environment you're in, and you get you get hope. That's the name of our show, Hope with Danny, and you get inspired in that way. What better environment could you be in than that? Uh, you really can't. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think so the way you explained it. All right, so you want to finish up here at Georgia, and then you've got hopes of playing in the NFL. Man, that's a mighty big, uh, tall order. So tell us a little bit about that. Uh, just basically, um, I don't know. I always had hopes and dreams to, like, basically, you know, be able to, like, basically say to make it to the NFL or so. But I feel like that haven't always been, like, my plan A. Like, usually, like, most people say their plan A to try to get to the league or so. But my plan A was really to get a degree for it because, like, not many people in somebody's family can say, you know, they got a degree from, like, you know, a major school like Georgia or so. So, like, it was a very, like, very upcoming for me. And just, like, you know, the opportunity that kids at home may not even be able to get to get. 
So like the NFL good and everything, but like that that would be my plan B because honestly, if you focus on school first and then try to work on like getting to the lead, I feel like they always work out better. But if you try to do it backwards, it don't, it don't work out the same way. So even if you get drafted in your junior year, you plan on finishing school? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, that's where we make plan B overriding plan A. Uh, well, I'm sure you're worthy of playing in the NFL, but I totally agree with you. Your degree is fine because NFL, if you play 15 years or whatever, you got still got the rest of your career to go. And your career is going to be in real estate. Yes, sir. Well, everybody moans and groans about 2020. That was a terrible year. I talked to a little uh, friend of mine, and she said it was her best year in real estate. Last year was her best year. Well, she is real cute, so I wouldn't mind buying something from her, but uh, she also is very astute and focused in on what she wants to do in her life. Carrying you a little bit further, we want to tell people how they can get in touch with you. On Instagram, it's at AndersonAdam19. At AndersonAdam19. Now, you have done something that most people never do. You have 10,000 followers on that Instagram. That's fantastic. You have influenced 10,000 people. We're almost out of time, but this has been most interesting, and I hope most interesting to our listeners, because once again, we're taking somebody from less than the best uh, childhood, less than the best of losing some of his most loved, beloved folks, to the heights of UGA football. And I, again, applaud you for that. I wish you well, and God bless. Remember to go to our website, thedannydanielshow.com, to submit your story. And if you have a good one, let us know about it. Come back next week and weeks after that to listen to all of our episodes. I'm your host, Danny Daniel. This episode recorded at Vega Studios. Also remember to follow us on social media. We will be posting our episodes on our Facebook page along with the website. Stay in touch with us and spread the word. It's all about hope.